Hello loves, just a quick reminder that enrollment is open for my beloved end of year offering, The Threshold. The Threshold is a channel download around the themes, invitations, and opportunities awaiting us in the year ahead, as well as the tarot anchors that will be showing up as support systems to us in the process. It is truly a beautiful way to root into the medicine of the coming year, and this version of The Threshold focuses on the themes of the Lover's Card, which is our tarot card for 2022, the sixes, and so much more. This offering comes with hours of pre-recorded audio downloads, as well as a beautiful workbook packed full of nourishing tarot spreads and rituals to close out the current year and open to the new one. Enrollment is open and the course materials are available for immediate download. And if you'd like to sign up, you may do so at the link in the show notes. Thank you. Welcome to Tarot for the Wild Soul, a bi-monthly podcast that explores the tarot through an inclusive, soul-centered, trauma-informed perspective for growth, healing, and evolution. I'm your host, Lindsay Mack. Hello, loves, and welcome to a new episode of Tarot for the Wild Soul podcast. As always, I'm so happy and delighted to be gathered with you in this shared space. Ah... I hope that December is flowing nicely for you. I hope that eclipse season was gentle with you (laughs) and that you're finding um, some spaciousness on the other side. So we talked last episode about our anchor card for the month of December, which is Seven of Cups, a really potent, I think very auspicious card to lead us out of the merry-go-round from hell that was 2021, this Hierophant 5, very dense, very um, like, you know, Taurus is fixed earth. It's a lot. There's a lot of stones to have in your pocket after a whole year, right? Especially with that five element. So I loved the idea and still love it (laughs) that Seven of Cups sort of volunteered to be like the the guide, the um, the boat that sort of took us from one year into another. And last week we talked quite a bit about how this is our anchor card for the month ahead, what it's doing here, um, how it's assisting us, how it's um, really supporting us through the month ahead. And today, as we do, we're going to talk about the anchor card that can help us to plug even more fully, even more deeply into what Seven of Cups is bringing. So let's go back in order to go forward. Seven of Cups brings with it an astoundingly big, challenging, expansive invitation. It invites us to pause when the thinking mind part of us sort of wants to grasp at something that really we kind of know in our gut isn't really the thing. We want the egoic, and remember we don't we don't blast the ego, but it's ideally not the part of us that we want driving the car of decisions in our lives. Um, the egoic part of us, that that part of us that just wants us to feel like solid and 
and safe and in familiarity and nothing sort of on the docket. It just wants that clarity and that relief. So when we're, when we are met with seven of cups, very often it can feel like there are a bunch of different options in front of us, but none of them are quite the right ones. So this card essentially comes in with a very radical invitation and says, you know, the, the cake, what you're baking in the oven right now is not quite done. Like, like the, the array, the platter, the buffet of options that you have in front of you, that's not all that it's going to be. It's not quite cooked completely yet. It's not baked all the way through. Can you let time go by? Can you honor and acknowledge like if none of these things are a full-hearted yes, it's a no, at least for this moment, unless there's absolutely something we have to, you know, sometimes that's life, right? Where we have to make some kind of decision based on what we know, um, which is fine. But around the things that we sort of think we have to make a decision around, but really, if we were to pause with them for just a moment, we'd realize we don't. Seven of Cups comes in and invites us to actually float, to not do, to daydream about the possibilities, to live in the liminality, to really honor and say, I have all of these choices. None of them are quite it. And that's okay for right now. It will change, right? So when we open to that kind of energy, we we spoke about um, Seven of Cups as uh, last week or the last episode as imagining the possibilities. And that's actually what we're centering as we work with this card in general, but especially in the month of December, opening to the possibilities, imagining all of the things that could be possible. Um, sometimes that can feel challenging and difficult. Sometimes that can feel like I don't want a million options in front of me. I kind of just want to know what to do. And this is such a valuable, important anchor card because we are shifting. And obviously we talk all about this um, with Threshold, which is my end of year offering, which is open for enrollment now. Chatted about that in the intro. But we are moving from a fixed earth year to a mutable air year. Like this is preparing us in many ways for um, opening to all that liminality, opening to possibilities, not to a sense of groundlessness or like um, rootlessness or uh, lack of clarity, but but wonderful, buoyant, delicious possibilities that could take us in so many different directions. So this card basically says, don't commit to anything right now. Don't commit to the thing that, that isn't really solid yet. You don't have to. Unless you have to, you don't have to, right? So very powerful. It's going to bring up all kinds of things with the thinking mind, which again, wants us to know, wants to know what's going on, wants to clarify, right? So on our journey with this card, there is a lot that can come up for the ego, for the nervous system, for the thinking mind around like, when am I going to know? When am I going to make a decision? Like, how can I trust myself? What if I'm wrong? 
Um, what if there is a clear option in front of me and I'm just not seeing it yet? Well, beyond what we're going to talk about today, you can always check in. The I, I truly believe there's always a part of us that knows if we're willing to get quiet enough to tune in. For some of us, it's checking in with the body. It's checking in with our inner kid. It's checking in with our guides. Maybe it's a little bit of both. Maybe it's just not even segmented and it's just spending some time with that quiet part of us. And the more we do that, the more clear we can become like, oh yeah, I'm at, I, there actually isn't an answer right now. And that's great. <laughs> you know, it's all right. Um, I know I'm not comfortable with it, but it doesn't make it a problem. It's not wrong or bad. Right. So that's kind of the first piece that I want to center here is that we can always come home to ourselves and just check in, open to spirit, open to source. Um, We don't have to carry the burden alone. However, if we wanted to draw upon the source wisdom, the strength, the bolstering energy of an anchor card to help to amplify what this month is bringing to us, as this powerful bridge month leading us from one kind of time into another, we might draw upon the emperor, which is exactly the card we're going to be talking about today as our branch, as our anchor for our work in seven of cups in December. And the title of this episode is called true resourcing. And I really believe that everything contained within the emperor card and by extension the fours actually can provide true root level resourcing when it comes to something like this if we are a little shaky around trusting in our knowing that it's okay to go it's okay to wait it's okay to pause until something's clearer the emperor can help the fours can help too if We want to reframe Seven of Cups and look at it through a lens of autonomy, which I actually think there's tremendous benefits to doing. We can call upon the Emperor to help with that. In other words, I will go at my damn pace no matter what. (laughs) I will not rush. I will not hurry. I will not give in to the expectations, the demands, the entitlements of not just others, but that sort of part of myself. I really believe we all have that part, right? That we ideally, if we're aware enough or sensitive enough to it, are working on shifting our relationship with every day, the demanding part, the part that says you better keep up, you got to keep up, you got to keep doing this thing. Well, who says, right? We know that capitalism says, we know that the overculture says, but are those really, you know, sources that we want to follow? No, right? (laughs) Like, absolutely not. So the emperor can be a tremendous anchor for so many, many different things, but it's actually an extraordinary anchor for the work we're doing around imagining the possibilities. So the emperor is ruled by Aries, which is one of the most powerful aspects of how we can work with seven of cups. Aries really holds quite a lot of the magic here. 
Aries as the first sign of the zodiac is the pioneer. And I believe that that can be inside of the framework or the paradigm of, of being the first to embark on something or having the courage to not do. Having the courage to say, I'm not quite ready for this. I'm going to do my investigation. I'm going to check in. I'm going to look at why, but I'm not going to push, right? I'm not going to push. I'm not going to betray myself. I'm not going to say yes to something that's not a total yes for me, at least not yet. And that is an incredibly powerful thing to plug into as we work with December, as we work with this card, so many of us, I know I say this quite a lot, um, I think it bears repeating, we're exhausted. We're exhausted beyond exhausted. So many of us are dealing um, with issues related to our mental health, with our adrenals, with our nervous system. Um, There's so much trauma, so much burnout, so much exhaustion it's a whole different ballgame than it even was at this time last year. It's just a different universe. Um, and we have to be gentle in the face of that. I think many of us are learning that, especially those of us who are prone to be, um, like, uh, to burn really hot and to go really far and to (laughs) maybe be somebody who uh, has a lot of energy to utilize or usually a lot in the tank. Um, It's hard right now, right? It's very, very hard. So Aries energy can be channeled, harnessed, utilized as a catalyst for slowing down as a means um, for pioneering as a means for saying, this is me reclaiming my autonomy. I will not rush this. I will not fold to these demands. I actually will not, you know, to the degree that it's accessible for us. And that's a huge piece about seven of cups is not folding to the internal or external pressure to have to know, to have to be okay with something even, right? We can sit with something and notice, oh, wow, there's that sort of internal pressure system within me that says, you got to know, you got to make a decision, you got to do this now. We don't really. And again, we are shifting from hierophant to lovers. Lovers, it's not one of the main things that I think I've ever spoken about with lovers. This is a very breezy energy. Lovers doesn't rush anything. That's not an energy that we're rushing in. There might be a lot of movement with lovers. There might be a lot of change. Um, Likely there will be over the course of our year and with our personal lives, but it doesn't demand of us in a way that causes us to sort of override our rhythms, right? So everything this month is encouraging us to slow down, to um, receive from what we've planted in our lives in terms of resourcing, support, and love to just be so gentle as we embark on that. And Aries energy can help. And in terms of this idea of true resourcing through the emperor, the emperor 
is just so powerful and it's so completely not what pretty much every description of it has ever um, clarified it to be or ever spoken about it to be. This card is not another person. It's not um, a cisgender male. It's not, um, there's no assigned gender to emperor. It's not even a person. It's all of us. It's beyond us. It's something much, much larger than that expression. Um, the emperor is a quiet and very, very powerful invitation to claim or reclaim the space that we are meant to take up in this world, the aligned space, not crowding anyone out, not overshadowing anyone, not, um, not shrinking back, not apologizing for um, our brightness or what we do or what we offer. The emperor reminds us, in fact, this is your birthright. You have things to share, to say, to teach, to do, to just be on your, on any day, nothing special going on that you can just move into. You don't have to ask anyone's permission. You don't have to wait for anyone. You can move, operate, live on your autonomous timeline. You can take up that broad space and in doing so, you really are saying yes to yourself. We all say yes to ourselves when we engage with emperor, when we're willing to say yes to that invitation. Now, here's what's so beautiful about the emperor. I want to be really clear about what this is. Sometimes the emperor is a little bit of an expansive um pulling forward. <laughs> like, in other words, it, it brings up a lot of stuff. We can, we can have a lot of stuff around, like, I'm not sure if I want to be seen. I'm not sure if I want to be more visible. I'm not sure. The emperor doesn't have anything to do with that specifically. It could have to do with, um, us, you know, moving forward and speaking to a class of 20 people it could have to do with us sharing something that we've we've written or that we've composed or created. It could also be, and typically is, an internal shift where we stop apologizing or shrinking back to make other people comfortable, which a lot of us do. And we don't need to feel any shame about that. It's informed of so many different, completely valid reasons. You know, some of us, um, truly like, um, in order to survive in a social setting or in our home lives had to, had to hang back, had to really dull down what we were doing. And when you are willing to be in your fullness, brightness, full up volume, full up, which is different for everybody. Some people are volume is totally on max and, um, it's still pretty quiet, you know. Um, but for them, there's there's a crackle and an intensity that's that's so rich and and vibrant. It's a willingness to be very true to ourselves, right? And I've often talked about my my teaching with this card is that the emperor is in the the giant sequoia, the redwood tree, the old growth tree. This is in the stretch of the sky, the expanse of the forest, the wingspan of the great bird. 
This card is in anything in nature that takes up space and does not apologize for it. And we can integrate that as well into our lives, into our day-to-day. We can also take that in as an ability to say, I'm not available for this thing. As an embodied emperor, I'm not available to rush myself. I don't need to rush forward. I don't need to turn my volume way, way up immediately. I can be in this space of still kind of getting used to it. That's a part of the autonomy of what it is to be connected to emperor. And that is such a beautiful anchor for the work we're doing with um, Seven of Cups. We have permission to imagine the possibilities. We don't need to know everything right now. When we're ready, when things are clear, we will know. We, we can absolutely trust that. We will know. And then that Aries part of us will guide us forward. Then we will kind of have that impulse to go in whatever way we do, and we will. It's a huge autonomy card. And um, another thing that can be so beautiful about the work we do in Emperor, both related and not related to Seven of Cups, is that when we are willing to be full out, <laughs> and that, that changes from day to day, fully committed to our emperorness, whatever that looks like, because it really does look different for all of us. Um, I personally, my own personal practice, look at emperor a lot of the time as my guide's highest vision for what's possible for me. I tend to have um, two avenues that get in the way of that. One is the part of me that's totally afraid to be full out, to be seen, to um, express or share what I think, um, which is still uh, a holdout from you know the childhood I experienced. And then there's this other avenue where the kind of thinking mind part of me puts a very high premium on certain aspects of visibility that at least thus far, have not really been my organic, but part of my organic path of ways or places that it's actually been aligned to kind of share my gifts thus far. So what can happen is that um, there's a very clear um, kind of a, a flow of the waters, so to speak, and I will kind of grip onto a rock and go, no, <laughs> or inadvertently I'll be swimming upstream in some way because, um, there's not as much of a high premium on where the river is taking me. I hope that makes sense. You may be similar. You may be different. We all have this. I think our ideas of what emperor energy is sort of supposed to look like, but when we are fully rooted in like, okay, this is how emperor energy is showing up for me right now. That could be again, that we really move forward unapologetically with, with our stuff, with what we have to offer, what we have to say in the way we want to say it. And it could be that we hang back a little bit and we take up a lot of space and we permission ourselves to uh, take our time to rest, right? All of that's worthy emperor work. What is so powerful 
though, is when we are willing to plug into that. Something that I have noticed um, about Emperor, both in its presence as a collective energy, it was our tarot card for 2020, um, as someone who's gone through Emperor years or Emperor moments or, you know, whatever it is, um, when we're fully committed to the Emperor invitation of the moment, it tends to really clarify very quickly what we want to do and what we don't want to do. It's a hidden gift of, of leaning into this card. Very often Emperor will, will call us into something that might not actually really be something that we want to do all the time. <laughs> like we might be called to, um, to uh, offer something in a way that is so full out, so committed and doing so makes us realize like, oh, I actually hated that. And I never want to do it again. That is one of the great gifts of emperor. It it's, it's Aries energy. It's Aries is very fast. It's, it's, um, Aries energy tends to realize, pivot, make a change, go. Like there's not a whole lot of wallowing around in something. Although, uh, you know, I'm sure it happens, but not particularly, not too often. So the clarification that can come from being in the full commitment to this is what I'm being invited into. This is sort of the wingspan that I'm being invited to um, occupy. This is the space I'm being invited to take up. All of those things, when we really focus, really channel that into where we're being invited to take it, whether it's to slow down, to speed up, et cetera, it clarifies so much. Like, oh, wow, I really don't want to do that. I'm so glad I waited, <laughs> you know, or, uh, let me try this thing. This really worked. This really didn't. Great. It, it just moves things along so quickly. And when we're looking at the idea of, of plugging that into seven of cups, it's such an unbelievably helpful framework to be working with because in either direction, once seven of cups sort of has had its fill with us and um, we've imagined the possibilities and things sort of start to bloom open because we're not pushing and pulling so hard to know the answer, um, then we are free to take aligned action to choose the cup that is really coming forward as the right one for us, quote unquote, and we won't have to waste a ton of time in waffling back and forth and being like, oh shit, I thought that this would work and it really doesn't, or I made this decision and I kind of knew it was a no, but, um, I did it anyway. And, um, now it's just kind of a huge pain in the ass, you know, um, and it's survivable, right? But ideally we don't want to have to go through it if we don't have to. So, Leaning into the emperor as an anchor for this work can help to permission us to align a little bit further with right timing. And I think it's a wonderful moment to sort of call in the fours. So emperor is number four in the major arcana. So we look naturally to the fours as an extension 
as sort of a root system as medicine to help to inform the emperor, but also to help to support what the emperor is bringing to us. So each one of the fours in their own way, in their own totally unique way, are all sort of moments where we come to a place of rest. We can think of them as sort of um, legs of a table, (laughs) you know, Uh, each one of them representing one of the legs and also kind of each one of them being a table of its own. And I like to think of whenever I work with four energy as sort of the table that each four represents becoming kind of this cozy fort that I can crawl under with all of my favorite snacks and books and goodies and my cat and just sort of be held in that space and be nurtured. Each one of the fours offers us an opportunity to pause to integrate, to digest something before we move forward. So that's very, very important to center here because it takes away some of the perpetuation of the emperor just being about moving and conquering and occupying and taking and um, even this idea of like taking up a line space. If we're, if we're, letting sort of the thinking mind be too linear about it, the idea is like, well, I have to bypass my preferences and discomforts and like blast forth into the world and sort of take up all the space when that's not even what's being asked of me right now. <laughs> like no one's asking that of me and and it's not even necessary. It's not even a yes and that's fine. So the fours really say, actually, the emperor is able to unfold so profoundly when we have a place to take refuge that we can't really be in our full emperorness if we don't have some kind of relationship with an element or an energy or um, an act of self-care that is like the force. We can't do it ultimately um, because there's no balance right? There's no, there's no way to temper what the energy of the emperor is bringing without those fours. And I think the invitation of the fours in general and the invitation of seven of cups are very beautifully linked and can very easily be sort of woven together um, as a sort of a gorgeous tapestry of, again, empowered movement, autonomy, really respecting our rhythm and our pace. We don't have to rush. We don't have to rush anything. In fact, the more we begin to move on a spiralic rhythm, one that's very heart-centered, one that centers the body, one that lets the body have as much space as we're capable of taking, it becomes really clear very quickly, ooh, this is a moment to come forward. This is a, it's a creation season, or actually this is more of a listening season. This is more of a gestation season. I can honor both and still be in my emperorness. I can still be in my empowerment. It doesn't need to feel like I'm a victim to these circumstances or I'm just waiting for some news. What might 
actually be calling out to you for your attention as you pause on making a decision so that things can get clearer, right? So once we're clear, we don't have to spend as much time cleaning up mess because we grabbed at a couple cups that didn't really work. Now, listen, we're not trying to avoid mess. It's totally fine. I've, I've done that so many times in my day. Um, it's completely fine to grab at a cup that's kind of not really a yes and then be like, whoop, you know, but you, there's never going to be an escape from the moment where you have to confront the fact that this cup really isn't a yes. And there can't really be a skipping over or a bypassing of that really, really important, um, pause between where we are and where we're going and whether it comes now or later, that sort of symbolic in-breath is crucial to helping to center, prepare, and sort of direct us toward where we're going next. So the emperor can be a tremendous anchor for the work that we're doing with Seven of Cups, um, with honoring our aligned timing, with sort of um, calling forward true resourcing, that we can be highly intuitive, highly empowered, and say, I still don't know. I'm waiting until I feel a solid yes, you know, or I'm going to try this thing and maybe make adjustments and that's empowered too. There's so many different ways to work with this idea. And I think it's absolutely a tremendous energy that can really, really help as we navigate, not just these themes in general, but uh, the month that is continuing to unfold as we travel through this last cycle of 2021. So now that we've talked about the anchor card um, for our, our our beautiful card for the month of December, I'm going to pivot to a listener question. And this one comes from KB. And KB asks, I've been struggling with some deep, uncomfortable feelings of jealousy recently. As much as I'm trying to be nice to myself to let these feelings come and to give care to my inner child, it's been present and really uncomfortable. Tarot has been my favorite tool to bring me back to my center and reflect on it. Every time I pick a card around these feelings, the emperor jumps out and I'm always scratching my head like, what the fuck? (laughs) I would love your opinion on that. Thank you for everything. Sincerely. Thank you, KB. First, I just want to center and, and support just the fuck out of you. (laughs) If I may, that jealousy is one of those emotions, one of those experiences that I think for so many of us, it is really hard to name it. It's really hard to admit we're going through it. It's so vulnerable. Um, and I just, I applaud you for bringing this question forward because it, it helps to normalize for so many myself included, that experiencing jealousy is absolutely okay. It's permissioned. It's part of the deal. And it sounds like you're doing just absolutely beautiful care work around it. Um, And I'm sending tons of warmth and care to you around these feelings because jealousy can be so spiky, right? It can just feel like the pits. Um, it's so funny that I, I had chosen your question 
for this episode before the emperor came to me as the anchor card for seven of cups. I was like, wow, this is really right. (laughs) I was, I was excited about the alignment here. Okay. So what does the emperor have to do with jealousy? How could the emperor be an anchor around some of these feelings? So the first is just simply, it's a reminder that there's a place for you. There's a reminder that there is a vast forest, ocean, expanse of sky within you full of treasures and blessings and gifts and offerings and opportunities to to be loved and to receive love that are yours. And just because somebody, um, now we know this logically, may get there a little faster um, or may be experiencing what we perceive as something that we want so desperately or are longing for or working for so much, that doesn't mean that there is not room for us. That doesn't mean that it won't be there for us too. So emperor is, um, it's a reminder that we don't, when we're truly an emperor, I'm not saying this doesn't happen in life, but when we're actually plugged into our inner emperor, when we're really present, really paying attention, really with ourselves, um, we, we're not crowding anyone out. We're not taking anything from anybody. And I'm here to tell you this. When someone attempts to do it, it crumbles in their hand like it's as if they tried to hold a sandcastle in their hand. It, it falls apart. You can't support it. Um, even t- just talking about work or, or somebody um, like co-opting our material, it's a terrible thing. It's very painful. But they can't support it. It's like literally it's happened to me so many times and I will watch people eventually f- like it flakes right off of them because they can't back it up. You know, they, they, they can't cause it's not theirs. It's not really coming from them. So eventually it flakes away. They're left with this, um, real uncomfortable expanse of like, well, now what do I do? And that's actually the catalyst for their own work to come through, right? Again, I've seen this a bazillion times with myself. I've seen it with others. And that's just one tiny example, but we can't take right from one another. So emperor reminds is, I think coming forward as a reminder to you, you are allowed permissioned it's part of your birthright to wish for these things, to desire these things, to long for these things, and to know that in some way, shape, or form you are on your path toward them. And that, again, just because somebody is over here on their path doesn't mean that that has anything to do with you, right? Aries is the sign of the individual. The It's, again, um, about pioneering in our own way, not about being the first or the best or anything like that. So I think there's so many different things that can be of service to you here. The other thing that I think is coming up for me is what are your, um, and again, it sounds like you're doing a gorgeous job with this, but kind of framing it back to the fours and their connection to emperor. And just because you're not pulling a four doesn't mean they're not kind of showing up in the pull. Like what, what is your fort 
Like, what is the thing that helps you, helps to remind you of the truth when jealousy feels so all consuming and so devastating to your inner kid, to the part of you that's like, why not me? Um, all worthy. God, I mean, valid doesn't even cut it. Like so valid parts of us that those are the parts that really want to be like picked up and loved on when jealousy comes forward. What can help you to be with these feelings? And also in terms of emperor being a card of autonomy, um, there are moments when I think it is an act of tremendous, exquisite self-care to exercise our use of um, the mute, unfollow, or block button. <laughs> that if there are people in our lives, um, or if there are places that just feel like they're full of tripwires for us, if, if something is just so sensitive right now in this season of our lives, we do not need to engage with people, with anyone who triggers that in us. It's not like we're saying it's their fault. And that's a really important lesson to anyone who might be on the receiving end of that, that it's likely absolutely not personal. Because um, if it wasn't, there'd be enough neutrality for the person. It probably wouldn't even matter to them. So I think it's important to gift yourself, if you haven't already, that empowered um, kind of, um, yeah, just autonomy. Like you're allowed to take that. Sometimes we can't. We can also be really clear if someone's with us, like a, a very powerful emperor thing is when we say, hey, I'm so, so happy for you. I might not be the person to come to with all of like the news about this or the or the updates about that, but I'm still loving you. I'm still here. Um, you know, I I just uh, I'm going through my own process with it, and I'm holding both where you're at, and where I'm at right now. This is what I need. Gorgeous. That's all, Emperor. Standing in our root standing in our power, being really clear about what we need, what we want, what's right for us. I have found for myself, jealousy and experiences of jealousy, it's often a season. And there have been moments where I've experienced some pretty chronic jealousy about something that I never do now. And uh, there are still moments where something will will be a prickle or a sting when I'll see it. And I'll have to kind of come back to my own inner emperor, my own root systems, my own sources and reminders of care and truth and be like, it's great what that person is doing. And you also don't need to look at what they're doing. <laughs> like You can celebrate them from afar. And that's, uh, that's great. What a gift, right? So all good like really all good. But those are just some of the ways that I see and can see Emperor coming forward as such a solid anchor for you around all of these different feelings. So I hope that that helps. Oh, thank you so much for being here with me for this episode, Wild Souls. I'm wishing you a really sweet upcoming full moon in Gemini. I don't have too much to say about it, to be totally honest, just hoping that it's really nourishing and very sweet. Um, 
I will touch in with you. Our next episode comes out on December 31st, and it'll be all about our anchor card for January 2022. Holy shit. Um, I can't believe we're there. <laughs> I can't believe we're there. And also every moment feels like it's stretching out into like infinity. Um, but yeah, I'm so excited to connect with you in a couple of weeks. And until we connect again, please, as always, take exquisite care of yourselves. <laughs>